face to myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your life back And it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Jordy's here, Jordy's there. The second show uh, of the day, uh, we did Liam Kennedy earlier. If you haven't seen it, uh, click on the playlist and you'll see it. Uh, good to uh, have Liam back on a regular basis on a Wednesday. And uh, I'll be back a little bit later um, after the after this show with News of the World. Haven't done one of them for a while, so we're going to do that. And Eddie Howe's press comments review. So I'm meeting myself coming backwards today. Doesn't always fall like that, but... Uh, Plenty of content on NUFC matters for you. And uh, something a little bit different today because um, obviously that Spurs result uh, triggered a hell of a lot of tweets. And normally I would keep them for Friday. But with us also having a game in between, uh, that Tottenham game is going to be a little bit of old news. So I thought we'd start tonight's show with uh, Tweet of the Week. Yeah, plenty of tweets, which we normally have on a, a Three Amigos show. But um, yeah, Newcastle United's uh, uh, tweet was superb with the cat going overtime as each goal went in. Uh, a little bit of reference towards whoever runs their uh, social media. Uh, it was good to see Danny Rose uh, on the coverage on Sky, uh, although... Uh, he got a lot of, um, you know, nice plaudits for, you know, coming back and uh, the nice words he said about Eddie Howe. His dress sense, however, was a little bit uh, <laughs> controversial, so I would say. Uh, and Gunnar Talk, of course, uh, an Arsenal uh, tweeter, said, why is Danny Rose dressed like he's about to deliver bad news to Darth Vader? <laughs> so, uh, I think that's called fashion. Maybe he's Anthony Gordon might rock up in one of them soon. Uh, Spurs fan didn't lose his sense of humour. Uh, in the in the Spurs end. Hi, just stop oil football as well. Are you in the Newcastle area at all, please? <laughs> that was uh, that was just as the third goal went in uh, at St James's Park. Um, Tottenham fans have broken a Premier League record as well for the earliest ever exit after walking out of St James's Park after 25 minutes, uh, which was great. And I'm sure there was a lot of people getting funny looks uh, with that phone. I think we've all been in that situation where uh, there goes, who is that messaging you so much uh, when you're trying to explain that it's Newcastle scoring five goals in less than tw in 21 minutes? Then, uh, yeah, uh, very good. Lots, lots of that flying around this uh, this weekend. Uh, Kelsey, Conte is right. Your team are shite. What a win, uh, Kelsey. Uh, yeah. I think that was probably the song that uh, Newcastle fans were singing um, on, a, on a regular basis in the Gallagher Strawberry Corner. And Harry Kane had 13 touches in the first half. Six were from kickoff, said EPL Bible. Uh, talk sport. What's the biggest problem at Spurs right now? Uh, Ian Hardy was quick off the mark with his answer. Newcastle. <laughs> and this one uh, from Mitch <laughs> uh, as Alessandro uh, put up that tweet uh, when all is said and done are we sure Sven Botman doesn't look at AC Milan's Champions League run to the semis and potentially Istanbul with regret oh I'm sure he doesn't like said Mitch which uh, uh, yeah yeah, funny, funny old fella, that one. I did have a look through his timeline, Mitch. I can see where you highlighted some of his stuff. Gavin Webster, Willock to Isaac was like Hibbert and McDonald at Hillsborough in 74. If you know, you know. I heard a lot of comparisons about that one. Uh, I still think Terry Hibbert nicked it 
um, due to the importance of the game. Adam Devlin said, today I stopped at Watford Gap Services just as Newcastle versus Spurs kicked off. I got out, I filled up the car, I bought a coffee, I got back in the car, 5-0. Uh, just remember, DD was going to get us tickets for the day's NUFC match, and I told him not to bother. Uh, unlucky Zara. Uh, thanks for uh, the tweets that you sent over. And uh, the other goal of this, when you're only winning your last six games, was literally due to inept officiating. Uh, that was from a Spurs fan who suggested that we uh, pay. <coughs> yeah, unbelievable. Uh, sour grapes. All three senior management at work are Spurs fans tomorrow, said Ingle. Uh, tomorrow morning's virtual meeting will be fun. Do I wear a black and white top or do I set the background in St James's Park? Why not both? Uh, was the suggestion there as well. <laughs> I, wonder what he, I wonder what he did do. Um, I hereby decree that the date of 23rd of April will now on be referred to as the St George's Day Massacre, said James uh, Zara's other half. St George's Day uh, suggests Skippy. Um, we're not going to fall into those Mackham traits, though. Uh, we'll just uh, take it for what it was, which is a bloody good win. Uh, and Lee, uh, I thought this image deserved a slight edit. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Lee. Very, very good. Uh, last but by no means least was this one. And uh, I chucked this one in because he was at the Spurs game. Level 7 Warriors. Uh, I'll always remember the her saying, I'll never forget this, dear daddy. And that's a, a wonderful picture. Uh, thanks for suggesting Absolutely. that. And, uh, I hope they had a fantastic day at the match. But uh, that is uh, your extra uh, tweet of the week. Uh, I couldn't have fitted all them in on Friday because I've got, believe it or not, I've got so many more players <coughs> related already uh, for the weekend. So, Steve, let's look back. Um, and I, I make no um, apologies for doing this because, you know, it was a monumental win. And I think all, made all the more monumental because of that defeat the previous week, you know, where we all sat, you know, talking and going, oh, my God, you know, what's gone on? And is this all to do with this and that and the other? And, you know, how wrong we could have been? Because that was just a wonderful way to respond, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect response for our players. Uh, perfect repose to uh, to everybody who uh, was was doubting them. I thought that uh, you know from the off we just we just went at them. It was it was just one of those days, Steve, where you know you just you're in the ground and you'll never forget it. It it was absolutely superb. I mean, some of the some of the just the looks on people's faces. You know, 21 minutes we couldn't believe what we were what we'd witnessed. Um, I went in at half time. I was telling some of the lads at half time I'd been stretched to twenty minutes so that Spurs could fit all the goals in uh, among the adverts. And, and you know what? If they had have added it, made it twenty minutes, nobody would have been surprised. It was one of those things. We all, you know, everybody want to talk about what was going on, and I'm sure <coughs> exactly the same for the for the punters on Sky. Um, I'm sure they were completely by uh, taken by surprise. But uh, you know what? It's been coming, hasn't it? You know, a performance like that's been coming for a long, long time. Um, you know, we witnessed the. We've witnessed a couple of four ones, witnessed a five one, and and finally all of a sudden we've we've hit somebody for six. Um, just and I'm, I'm I'm still in seventh heaven, and uh, and we only scored six, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Uh, Steve Wilkinson, um, a comprehensive performance. Uh, Eddie Howe was asked in the press conference uh, a couple of times what he what he felt of it. Has he watched it back? Did he review it? Did you find any anything that you could improve on? I loved his answer. Oh, yes, there's plenty we can improve on. And, uh, you know, I have watched it back a couple of times. And, um, but yeah, there's plenty to improve on. And there's a long way to go. Uh, it was another one of these little phrases today. There's a long way to go before we get to where we want to get to. Um, I mean, that's fantastic, isn't it? 
to hear. Yeah, I think I think the the, the strange thing for me was was a very strange emotions that you felt as, as the game went on. Um, you know, one I think the the expression on uh, on the face of Isaac after twenty one minutes when he scored the fifth goal, he, he just his face was just puzzled. And I think everybody in the crowd was the same. I said, how, how can we be winning this many? How many more are we going to get? You know, we need to take the foot off the gas because we're going we're gonna to break some some record by a big score. And then you're getting this sort of just coming up to half-time and you're sort of thinking, we haven't scored a 20 minutes win or what's going on? You know, you're getting a bit depressed. And it, it, was, a, it was a, you know, we've, we've often talked, I think Supermax often talked about the importance of that second goal and how a bit more relaxed you are when you're two ahead and certainly when you're three ahead. When you're five ahead and Harry Kane scores, you, you don't get upset, really. You think, well, you know, we're still miles ahead and uh, you, you didn't believe that we weren't going to get several more. And I, I was I was certainly looking for us getting uh, beating the biggest score I'd ever seen at St. James, which was the 8-0, or getting getting at the 8 at, at least when we beat uh, Chef Wed when, when Bobby Robson's first home game. Um, but it was, it was a very strange feeling to be so relaxed at the scoreline and um, I think as we've as we've talked on many of the programs over the, the recent times, Hayden's been coming, you know, for somebody. And uh, as much as we put five past West Ham, it wasn't as convincing five because they were they were gifting us goals. Tottenham didn't gift us those goals. There was some some absolutely quality finishing in, in football. And you know, and, and and as we've mentioned in that tweet about the uh, about the Willick pass, you know, you're not going to see many better passes than that. The 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 the, the pace on it, the outside the foot. Right into the path of Isaac, who now is, is starting to, to just look as though he'll score every time he gets in that that sort of position where there's the, the, his eyes are fixed on the goal, and uh, it doesn't matter where the goalie is, he's gonna he's gonna find the spot. So um, you know, a, a, a great performance. Uh, where do you go from here? Yes, I think there's another hiding with somebody before the end of the season. Yeah, no, I would agree. Uh, certainly, you and again, Eddie Howe touched on that in his press conference today. You know, some one of the journalists asking him about, you know, did you know when when you were creating all those chances, and we were worried about you not finishing, you know, finishing those chances. We spoke about it on this platform many a time, you know, and uh, he just said he always had faith, you know, that the, as long as the team is creating chances, he doesn't worry because ultimately, you know, eventually your, your goal scorers will find the net and God. We're finding it with regularity now, which is which is excellent. Kev, um, you know, fa- fantastic result. You know, it, it's you know you, you can get carried away, of course. Um, you know, you can get down and and depressed, of course, as well when you have a result like we did against Aston Villa. Anyhow, doesn't get into that kind of that kind of mindset, though. You know, he seems to have complete control over his emotions. He takes out the games what he wants to, but um, you know he, he allowed himself a little bit of, uh, I think, a little bit of joy out of those uh, of those goals, and, and and the fact that the goals were quality on Sunday as well. They weren't, they weren't fluky. There wasn't anything lucky about them. There were, in his word, high end goals. Yeah, and um, just a couple of phrases: humbled against Villa, and ruthless and clinical against Tottenham, essentially. And you know, I've always said. Humility is always one game away um, because, you know, you could get turned over against Villa, which I thought we played OK and we just had we had opportunities, but we just didn't score. Everything we pretty much hit at towards Hugo Lloris went in. Um, I mean, the pass from Fabian Shaw over the top on this nearly you know, 60 yard diagonal and the touch and take it in the composure to take it round was what I've never seen Joe Litton do ever before, which is obviously the growth of the player. You know, and for Jacob Murphy to get two goals, one not to tap in from a yard, but it was a very difficult finish to lift over uh, uh, Loris into the top corner. 
Um, then obviously the the world worldly pass from Joe Willock, which I mean, and plus other moments in the game for him, he was my man of the match because he just turned there the central midfield inside out all day with his movement and his creativity. Um, yeah, so it's it's nice. I'm still on a high like Steve. What he said earlier, he's still on like a seventh heaven essentially. He's still, I was still, I still can't believe it's still scratching my head of actually what what was playing out in front of me. But I'll take that all day and be in disbelief of how we scored six. But again, like we know, it's been coming, so it's not a it's not a surprise. But when it actually happens, it's like oh shit, it actually happened. You know, <laughs> we expect the expectation of it was and. The big game, the big narratives behind everything about the Champions League, all that sort of stuff. But I think we've finally um, cemented our place in that top four. Yeah, um, I love the way Stu does that. He, he pretends he's got bad internet, cuts out because he realises he's at the end <laughs> and he's going to be the last, last man to come in and then he dips back in. You've worked that out perfectly now, miss. You've worked that out perfectly. Anyway... Hiya. <laughs> well, to be honest, I, I had to put the AC on because I was sweating like a Mac and realising the judge was uh, burning. <laughs> so I had to turn off to put the AC on. So that, that, that was the real reason behind it. Right, um, there's a story actually. I had Steve Bennett, I'm sure, is in the chat. See, him and his good lady were over for the weekend. Um, we went to uh, the bar where we watched the Man United game, Mitch, when you come over. Aye, yeah. Um, and I've got a Tottenham fan from work, so... And he is, he's from London, and I best not name his name. So for the benefit of this, we'll call him Roger. That's because he looks like Roger Melly, but we'll, we'll call him Roger anyway. Uh, wasn't it, Peter, wasn't it Spurs that got Rogered? Uh, well, Peter would be upset if I could give his name out on a podcast, so I'll just call him Roger. Um, <laughs> so for, for six months he's been like we have to watch this game together the, the loser will pay etc etc and I say listen we're going to beat you so don't worry about paying I've got friends with this don't worry about it so even before the game he was uh, giving it the Barry McGuigan and showing off and yeah we're, we're real top six you're just frauds and so you sit there and say nothing which was quite difficult for me but let him crack on. So after one minute, we scored, we cheered, we looked at him. He was a bit, no, it's OK, it's OK, we'll get back into this. Five minutes. Right, that's it now. We really need to score the next one. And then when the third one went in, when Jacob Murphy knocked the third one in, he, <laughs> he took a drink of his drink, he went, that's it, I'm off. This is bloody embarrassing. And I said, you're joking, aren't you? And he got up and walked. And I thought, right, he's just going to the toilet. But no, he walked out the door. And, I'm, and, and everyone's like saying, like, where's he gone? I said, oh, he'll come back in a second. He's just for dramatic effect. Then about 90 seconds later, I've looked out the bar window and you just see his car speeding off. <laughs> 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 he actually did go. And then he, he got home, which took him about 10 minutes to drive home. He went, it's bloody 5-0. I'm so glad I left. <laughs> Apologise to your friends, but I'm so glad I left. So that will always be remembered uh, for the day, but it was it was mesmeric, wasn't it? It was it was one of those things like no, oh, they haven't scored for about five minutes. What's going on? It, it was real fantasy football, but uh, I think we've all said that they were going to give someone a proper aim. Now the difference is, is when we beat Man United two 0 a couple of weeks back, it was the same sort of atmosphere, similar performance, uh, and we got all the credits for the team performance that we put in. But the fallout from this weekend has all been about how poor Tottenham were. 
because we scored six and I felt like we didn't get as much credit as we deserved. But as long as we keep going under the radar and we keep sitting in the, in the top four and the figures I gave on Saturday for the professionals were one more game away from that elusive Champion League place that we've been waiting for for a long time. And because Aston Villa draw, the, the magical 71 points I mentioned about two months ago, if for Aston Villa to get there, they have to win all their games and they can't, they'll get the 69 points. I think our biggest danger will be Liverpool, um, who if they win all their games, get the 71. But I don't think anyone's going to catch us. Uh, like I said, a lot of them have to play each other, but so do we have to play them. And I don't think anyone will fancy playing Newcastle the after what they witnessed on Sunday. So it was fantastic, and I don't think it's going to be the last time that uh, those looking enough to be in St James Park will see that, because it's going to be repeated on a regular basis, I think, over the coming seasons. I think that's the point I made, Alwaleed, that you know when you watched Man City over the last couple of years, that they seem to get off to a, a quick start. They get one goal, two goals up in the space of five or six minutes, and the game really is is all over. And I think that's the point I made um, after I'd watched the match. I made it on the fans' forum on Monday that Newcastle fans will have to get used to this kind of game now. And that feeling of, you know, five goals in 20 minutes might not be something we see on a regular basis. I'm sure it might happen again where Newcastle go four or five nil up in the second half. But I think we'll have to get used to it. What was it like for you um, and, and the Saudi supporters watching Newcastle, you know, starting to realise, you know, how good they can be? Uh, we'll see. If, uh, the thing was, it's not just about the five. That we came from a loss, 3-0 from uh, Aston Villa, and it was it was very, uh, maybe the worst game this season for Newcastle. And uh, the one next is the best game for Newcastle. So it's it's really weird for a few a few days that all these two games have been uh, in the row. So, uh, you know, th uh, this result, uh, five, uh, uh, first five goals uh, really impressed uh, us. And uh, the whole world was talking about this result, not just uh, Saudi Arabia or England. Everyone talked uh, about this result in, in, the, in the world. So this is really was uh, any, uh, unexpected, unexpected. Especially that because we came from a loss, so we always wonder. We don't want what happened in uh, Aston Villa uh, repeated. Uh, we would like this kind of result. Um, I watched the game with my son, and uh, uh, usually when I watch the game, I put the the sound at the highest. This is my routine. So uh, my wife noticed that we are screaming, and the game just starts. So she just came. She came and she said, "What's going on?" She 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 didn't believe this result. <laughs> it happened in a few minutes. Uh, really, it was really great. Uh, great. Uh, I think this is the best game, maybe in this season. Uh, I think maybe Manchester, the the one against Manchester, but this one was very special because it's really show show that we really have. Uh, yani we are really scared, a scary, yani scary team. I wish this. Uh, uh, I'm sure uh, Eddie Howe learned. I, I guess I don't know. You, you, you know better, lads. I guess he learned uh, from Aston Villa, and I think he he gets some of uh, Emery. Emery, 
listen if I can call it right. And uh, I wish uh, on Sunday a uh, similar result. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, one person who nearly predicted it was uh, Vince, who gets on the fans forum on a Monday. Um, I know it was tongue in cheek, like, but he did say six 0 uh, when when he was going to ask for his predictions. So, uh, well, I bet he wished he'd put that uh, put that on. Chris, sorry to hear about that. Five one. Five one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Chris, uh, sorry to hear about that, mate. He's lost his job today, so he says he's indulging himself in all things NUFC. Uh, to avoid the doom and gloom of it all. So, uh, yeah, hope, hope things pick up soon for you, mate. Mitch? Uh, yeah, good luck, William. Yeah, Mitch, what's your what's your thoughts on, on, on that game? I mean, it, you know, I, am I right, do you think, in saying that I think we've got more days to come? Stu said the same there. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we've got to look forward to these kind of games moving forward. Well, half because I think I've seen something from us that I don't think I've ever seen the Catholic United do. That was get hold of a team on the ropes. And just let them have it. We really put them to the sword. We, they came at us in total disarray, and they left us decimated. And I think I don't think I've ever seen them do that to to, to a say. Um, it could have been more if we really put a foot to the gas. <clears throat> Once we got the five, it could have been anything. And in some respect, I'm I'm actually quite glad that they did. Take the foot off the gas a little bit and, and preserve something for more ga- games to come. I found the reaction interesting as well, talking to everybody about how everything, uh, people's response to the Stockholm syndrome. I talked, you know, um, <coughs> even seeing people saying, Well, I still wasn't sure at 5 0 because I was a QPR, you know. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's that feeling that. Anything and everything could go wrong in an instant because it's Newcastle United. Um, and the, this, this feeling we've got to bottle it and preserve it and use it going forward. These things, good things do happen to it. Although I've got to say, when it hit five, I'm looking at Andy and, uh, um, and Dave either side of me and thinking, are you dropped something in my drinks or something? Is it just me seeing this? You know, it was, was phenomenal. And and in in Brooklyn Bar, I've got to say, when the third went in, there was a genuine moment of silence. As everybody took in what they'd just witnessed. And then the roar after um, was quite phenomenal. And unlike anything I've actually been in in a bar in Dubai in my time over here, um... Because of the amount of people sitting there enjoying it together, the last moment I think I had like that was just about on my own in Goodfellas when we went Everton and equalised in the last minute and make it two two by scoring two goals in the ninetieth minute plus. Um, you know, it, it, it's going forward. Yeah, we've got to get used to this kind of thing, and 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 I'm not complaining one little bit. But the perfect response to what happened at Villa, you couldn't have asked for more. Like I say, 20 minutes of probably the most devastating football I've watched in a long, long time. Um, and we took a club who were there for the taking and we showed them absolutely no mercy. And I don't think I've ever seen a Newcastle team do that to anybody before. Um, and that board's well going forward for me. Yeah, definitely. I've seen a few comments about Danny Rose and, and Kieran Dyer. Just to explain, because some of you won't be aware, but you know, Kieran Dyer... 
um, you know, has, has been really ill and had, had bad health issues. Um, so that's why when you hear Kieran Dyer on TV, um, he's not as coherent as you would expect. He gets he gets his words mixed up and things seem to be yeah. things seem to be a bit of a struggle for Kieran Dyer. Um, I know not, not nobody's maliciously saying anything in the chat. I'm just just trying to highlight this. And as for Danny Rose, a lot of people saying um, you know things about Danny Rose. I've seen a few things about him. I put the tweet up there with, with a costume because that that's aimed at his clothes and his dress, but. He's clearly suffered recently with mental health. There's clearly an issue, an underlying issue there. And and I think we've all got to be respectful of that. The fact that Sky allowed not one but two ex players to come on and talk about, you know, the, the you know, the clubs that they represented and um, you know, the you know, the they're certainly trying to help Danny out of a dark place. So, you know, good luck to you know, good luck to him because I think most, I think most of us who watched it must have thought, you know, wow, what's going on here? And the fact that Newcastle United's performance um, actually helped him fall in love again with football was was a huge compliment, Eddie Howe, and he took it in the right way. And I just thought it was was quite a touching moment. And I think son of THC, you're right. He, he looked like a broken man when he started off. So you know, good luck to him in his recovery. Let's hope he gets the help he needs, and let's hope he continues to do what he's clearly doing, which is which is talking to people, which is what I would advise anybody who is feeling a bit down, anyone who's feeling a bit, um, you know, as if the world's against them, etc. Make sure you pick up the phone and, and speak to somebody. Anyway, um, that's that. George, Newcastle Spurs. Um, well, somebody asked us actually for Ask George, which we always do on a Wednesday. Um, and I'll get this one in early. Ask George, has he ever seen uh, five goals scored in that kind of time scale in a match before as a Newcastle fan? No, 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 never. Uh, in fact, I would, I'd go further. I've been, since Steve suggested that I've been digging and digging, and I've got to say that all I can come up with is that's the best 45 minutes in the Premier League for many, many seasons, not just 20 minutes. I mean, it was just outstanding. In fact, the game, 25 shots on goal. I mean, it could have, it could have been a cricket score. Um the only the only uh, downside, well, if it's a downside, uh, it was expected is is the way it's played being played down by the idiots in the south of England, particularly the so called pundits. I mean, um, yes, we all loved um, Willock's pass; it, it, it was is absolutely fantastic. Um, but what about Fabian Shah's pass to to Joe to, to Joe? Uh, J7 and, and, and the way he controlled it and he dropped his shoulder to put Loris on his backside and, and walk it into the net. That they their skills that uh, have to be worked at. And any anybody, and I had to go Jamie Rab Redknapp, because when when Shah did that at West Ham for, for Joe Linton, and it's almost an identical goal, um, he said he, he said he thought that Shah had shanked it. In other words, he'd hit it with his shin. Well, I'm sorry, Jim. You need to get some new glasses because he, he didn't shank anything. He, and he said, and if if anything, he, that second time to show you how good he was, he, he shafted you, Jim. You felt it. Never mind shanking you. Um, anyway, um, so they're the, the bits that. But but I, I like Alweed's comment about the worldwide reaction. I mean, as you know, I I I've made contacts are worldwide with all the students I've worked with and all the consultants I've worked with. My LinkedIn page was going bananas. Absolutely bananas, Barbados, um, Greece, Spain, 
Singapore. I, there was dozens from Singapore lads that, that work, work over there in, in the offshore business and on the shipbuilding business, and all were saying the same thing to me. Howie, George, what the hell's going on over there? You know, um, it, it was so lovely, and yet uh, the muted stuff from uh, our uh, press, uh, national press, and, and, and uh, so called pundits was. Uh, well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm still euphoric. Um, I said on Monday night on the fans' forum, some of these fans, an old man, are, uh, were, were the lovely things that I've seen with the match. I was thrilled when I seen Kevin, his boys, uh, and there was a little girl on singing, two-year-old singing Bruno in the middle with her daddy uh, and, a, and a man carrying his, his little and along Jasmine Road after the match, and they were singing, and I thought, yeah, that that's why they call it the beautiful game, isn't it? I mean, it, it really is wonderful, and it, uh, I, you know, it, I, I, some of that made me fill up. I've got to be honest, it, it was so nice and so, uh, so what's good about football? Not all the trite that we get off these financial idiots that's trying to ruin the bloody game. Um, so no, it, I, I'm still euphoric, and and somebody else will get a get a turnover. There's no doubt about that. Um, that that uh, that won't be put in a box and, and hidden away. That'll come out again. Uh, and uh, can I go back to Joe Linton goal? The one against West Ham, mm-hmm. he went to the left wing, went across the field and turned down the middle so he was onside for Shaw's ball. If you watch the one against Tottenham, it was identical. Now, if I was an opposing manager now... I would be wetting myself every time Joel Linton goes to the left wing, and I would have somebody on short to make sure, sure, make sure he doesn't he doesn't get a ball like that. And and others that didn't mention, uh, Dan Burns had some hokey pokey on here from all sorts of people. Four crunching tackles in that match. In fact, the, the most important one. He gave the ball to Willick for the pass to, to, to for Isaac's goal. No, euphoric. It, it was absolutely incredible. Um, if it, I mean, Steve's on about the comparison. The only comparison I can give you is, is that uh, when when they broke the record and beat Newport 13-0 and Shackleton scored six goals, um, that was a case when the ball was going in the net regularly, but... You know, Steve, you know I do those other days. I'm very reluctant to compare football in those days with modern football. It's uh, it's a different game now, in my opinion. It's uh, far more athletic. and uh, But at the skill levels at the moment and the speed at which it happens, um, fantastic. Couldn't be happy. Yeah, Couldn't be. No, I agree. You mentioned Shaw's passing, of course, um, in the press conference today, Bruno was, um, not Bruno, um, Dan Burns' uh, tackle which led yeah. to the yeah. ball breaking to Willock, who then yeah. put the ball for Isaac, who scored. Yeah. Uh, that was praised by Eddie Howe. He said, you know, sometimes the most innocuous moments which create goals don't get the credit they deserve. And that's why we were celebrating with Dan Byrne, because, you know, that tackle led to yeah. that pass. So, uh, you know, yeah, fantastic. OK, halfway through the show, time for the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks also to Mr. Vicky's Handmade in Cumbria. These sauces are really hot stuff. You can order them by emailing info at mrvickies.co.uk or by telephoning 01768 210 Thanks to Neil and the guys at Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. 
And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, hit the subscribe button tonight. It is free. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. If you want to join the channel, hit join. There's three different tiers. Pick the one that suits you and help support the channel financially. If you want to pay a one-off membership fee of £25 and get these goodies, a scarf, a pen, a cup, and entry into the monthly draw, then go to NUFC Matters and look for Membership Pack. Failing that, get your smartphone and put it over the QR code and it will take you straight there. We're also a podcast and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and other podcast providers. Usually goes up 24 hours after the show has finished. We also support the food bank on this channel. If you want to make a virtual donation today at the Matchday Bucket, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and you can make a deposit today. Don't forget to enter the Shira raffle. There's 150 tickets, £1 per ticket, and you can win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. Enter now at nufcmatters.com. If you have a look on our website, we've also got a vast range of mugs, T-shirts, cups and whatever else takes your fancy. The Isaac T-shirt is proven popular this month. 16.99 plus delivery from nufcmatters.com. Don't forget as well, we do a, a range of events over the course of the year. We have Peter Beardsley, an up-close and personal evening at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe. Limited tickets remain 25th of April. Get them now from surfcafetimemouth.co.uk or from ticketweb.uk. There's also an evening with Peter Beardsley on May the 19th at the Tyneside Irish Centre and you can get tickets from newcastlelegends.com and tickets are £50. Don't forget our end of season due takes place 27th of May, 7 o'clock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets for that one are a tenner and ufcmatters.com is where you can get your tickets for that. In June... Thursday, the 1st of June, to be precise, Rob Lee will be at Louis Liquor Store in the Big Market in Newcastle. And tickets for that are available well, at the menu. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford takes place the next evening on Friday, the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. This is a charity event and tables are of £10, £700. And you can book them by contacting natalie at healandtour.org.uk or visiting their website. In July, Gavin Peacock is in Newcastle on July the 10th at the Tyneside Iris Centre. Tickets for that are available from nufcmatters.com. And he also uh, takes uh, an evening with at the Surf Cafe in Tynemouth on the 11th of July. So get your tickets direct from the venue for that one as well. And if you're a boxing fan, the Night of Champions, Ricky Hatton, Frank Bruno, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi takes place at the Fed uh, and that will be taking place on the 16th of June. More dates to be added. Tickets from all those events, www.goldstarpromotions.co.uk. Yes, I'm fully aware that we need to do some new ads, so uh, I will do that this week. I've been a bit busy today, and uh, I'm not sure what all that uh, seagull crack was about, but uh, I'm sure that we all feel for the seagull uh, in uh, whatever shape or form it was left in. Uh, yes. 
unbelievable. Well, the pool that was by all got all. I'm sure. Oh God, I'm sure we'll cover more of that on Friday. Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly will. Uh, okay, uh, as always, on uh, Jordy's here. Jordy's there. It is time for Ask Jordy. Mark Edward Brown asked George, "Has there been a better assist?" Hate that word. He says for Newcastle than Willocks in the end. I can only think if Terry Hibbert and the FA Cup semi-final, Burnley the top. Yeah. There's only the two uh, to compare, uh, and and it's, however, whichever way you go, it's marginal. Uh, Steve likes Terry Hibbert's. Um, I prefer Willock because it was outside of the foot and he lifted it over so many players. Where Terry Hibbert's was just over one central defender, but both absolutely magic. And the other plus about Hibbets was, of course, it it never lifted more than half an inch off the grass. Once once he'd hit it, it was on its way to Mal- Malcolm's foot straight away. So, whereas uh, Joe Willicks was a was a lofted ball to, uh, uh, over the top, but uh, no, it's it, difficult to uh, uh, to split them. I just rejoice at the fact that I was alive to see them both. <laughs> Seriously, it uh, th- those those moments of skill don't happen every every day, and, and uh, rejoice when you've seen them, bunny lads. If you like football, George says Barry. Apart from Saturday, if you could uh, watch one match back again and go back in time and watch it again, which one would it be? Mm. Oh goodness, that's a good question. After all the games I've seen, um, well, there was there was we had a cup tie against Portsmouth I think and we were getting really the run around and, and uh, we went from 2-0 to 4-2 win uh, thanks to Bobby Mitchell he just told second half told Portsmouth apart um, now seeing all of that skill again was something I would pay for Alright um, always got one of these intellectual questions Sparky D says ask George if he has bread with soup is the bread dry or does it have butter on <laughs> Must have put her on. Must have put her on. It's uh, it, very important. Um, uh, my, mother, my, my mother brought us up as a love pack boy, and, and uh, so it's, it's got to be butter. <laughs> Blue Rhythm Boy says, ask George the most high-profile person in his phone contacts. Wow, you don't really want to know. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no, I can't, I, can't, I can't see it. All right, but, okay. That God is interesting there now. Rest. I'll, I'll give the address. I'll give the address if you like. Okay, go on. Book, 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 Buckingham Palace is the address. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, Tom Dixon uh, says, "Ask George what is the highest score in football." In football, well, I mean, even, I've got even the answer, the George, because I had I saw this earlier, so I've googled this. All yeah, right. Well, I, 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 now that was what I thought it was. 36-0 was Bonacord in Scotland, wasn't it? it, yeah. it uh, yeah. So that's in the um, UK, but the highest score in football, and it was recorded on the 1st of November, 2002. It was a game between A.S. Adima and Lemayern. I think that's the way it is uh, pronounced. And the score was to A.S. Adima, 149-0. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's cruel. That's cruel. They should have let them go home at half time. That's, that's, that's a goal that's every cruel. 45 seconds. Yeah, I mean, you hardly got time to kick off. And it would it be was the, the Madagascan, champ- Madagascan champions 
um, who basically recorded this world record in senior football. The previous record stood, as Stu rightly pointed out, 36 nil in 1885. Yeah. Um, farcical scenes quickly led to a basketball score as league champions AS Adima won a match 149 nil, more than quadrupling the existing record. Um, wow. And without gaining possession between the first goal and the 149th, their opponents, Stade Alamique Lemaine, took complete control of the National League game, reducing Adima to the role of onlookers as they deliberately plonked the ball in the back of the, their own net. 149 times in protest over a refereeing decision. <laughs> the English FA oh, believe uh... that the 149-0 scoreline represents a new world record. Um, I think certainly it's a world record, said the FA's historian David Barber. Um, he had heard of a local league game in Nottingham that finished 52, and there was a 43-0 in an Austrian regional game before the Second World War, but nothing as big as that. Oh, wow, I, I mean the, the about putting the ball in their own net. I mean, I played in the Newcastle match where our centre forward put one in our own net deliberately just to uh, hack off the coaches who mm. were getting on his back, and he he turned round and he, and from just over inside our half, he walloped it in the top corner and and put a one nil down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Happy days. At least we know it's, the answer to that. That's another good quiz question. Yeah, can I can I just uh, Steve before you go? Um, there's a young man called uh, Tommy Tortree NUFC. Um, had a go at me on 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 uh, Twitter this week. Oh, troll of the uh, week. Though, uh, yeah, I was. Hold on, uh, George. He, he Midweek amigos, this is always fun. Go on, George. Well, he, he called me a, um, a, a senile something, and I, I won't oh. repeat the word. And I, I just ignored it as I would normally do. But uh, I've got to say a thank you to the NEFC Matters friends and the Twitter friends who uh, made him wish he hadn't bothered because he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's inbox must be full of uh, uh, messages telling him to mind his own business and grow up and. Uh, so um, well done. Correct. So thank you to all our friends on and and yes, Matt has on Twitter. It so don't really pick was, on George uh, Tommy Tunnel. I'll love those dance at you. All right, that's us, thank George. You. All right, Steve. We're going to look ahead for the last twenty minutes to to this Everton game. Uh, big, big game this Thursday night. Listen to Eddie Howe's press conference. Managed to get the review out uh, about an hour ago, um, and uh, the press were focusing on the whole Anthony Gordon situation. You know, um, you know, have you, are you going to be having a one on one with him? And you know, how is he feeling about going back? And you know, as usual, Eddie's playing with a straight back. You know, we're not going to talk about that. And the focus is on the game and how we play. But it's a it's a huge game, and it, Everton. Uh, if you're reading read between the lines on the social media and read some of it, it seems as if they're going to try and disrupt things beforehand, give the team a bit of a welcome on the bus as it's coming in. Um, Newcastle, of course, travelling down, um, you know, not staying at a hotel, so they can't be woken up by idiots with fireworks. But but all in all, it just, it sounds as if they're trying to make it like some huge occasion, but it sounds like Newcastle are going to play the game and not the occasion, which is the right thing to do, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, when uh, when Sean Dyche took over at uh, Everton, the first thing he said was that the players had to make their own way at the ground. 
come in your own cars. Just just get back to normal because things had been getting a bit crazy under uh, <laughs> under Lampard, um, especially when the when the results were when the, when they were under pressure. Put it that way. Um, and there's this thing that seems to have built up in Liverpool over the last uh, the last couple of years. You know, Liverpool do it when they play Man United, and specifically when they do it, play Man City as well, where the coaches get swamped and the fans are out there. And you know, the, both grounds are are in areas where you know it's very very enclosed. There's one route out, one route in, all that type of thing. And and Dice says, no, you, you come your own way. Just so happens this weekend, he's changed his mind, and they're all coming in a coach. So that tells you an awful lot about the pressure that they're under. Um, and they are under pressure, mind. They are under pressure. Um, I was looking at some of the facts today. That you know, we this could be our like what seventh win in eight games. Um, they have they've only won six all season. That tells you the gulf that there is between both clubs. Um, and uh, yeah, you know what, Newcastle. We're going to go there on a high. There's no question about that. But we're going to do it professionally. Um, we're going to. I think. I think. As always, we play it with strengths. But don't worry about the opposition. Um, let them worry about us. I think that'll be the message from Eddie Howe. We'll keep it tight. Um, I'm not expecting many changes unless he's obviously the injury to, to Shaw, which puts him as a doubt because he did pull up with a hamstring strain. Um, but Lascelles comes straight back in, and as somebody said in the comment earlier. Um, you know, bringing Lascelles in, and he's just going to be, you know, bread and butter, Mark and uh, Calvert Lewin. You know, and it'll, it's it's not going to be handbags at dawn, is it? There's, that's one thing. Calvert Lewin be swinging the handbags, and and Lascelles will be swinging everything else at them. You know, there's no question about that. But uh, no, it's 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 one of it's going to be one of the tough game. Um, but uh, we've got. I don't think we've got anything to worry about. To put it that way. No, me neither. Steve, big game this though. Uh, Jordan Pickford in nets, of course, which uh, means we've got we've got somebody to aim our uh, uh, our abuse at, I guess, from our end. But I think Eddie Howe made a big point as well. You know, he said that the, the away support's been fantastic this year. Three thousand Newcastle fans travelling down to Goodison, and um, he, you know, he said it's it, you know he expects a lot of noise from them, and it's up to us to to, to seize the initiative. And Eddie Howe will be hoping for a quick start again tomorrow. Yeah, and that's exactly how I think it'll be. I don't think it's a case of sitting back and, and, and measuring the game and getting getting the feel of it. I think we'll, we'll, we'll go all out as we did the other day. And uh, certainly if we, if we can get an early goal, I think that'll, that'll get the crowd in, in worries because, uh, you know, they are in trouble at the bottom and, and uh, to, to lose another game, particularly a home one, um, is, is going to give them even more pressure and, and uh, the, the crowd will get really tense. And I think that's the important thing is to get their crowd uh, you know, worried about the situation. Always, no doubt, irrespective of whether we're scoring early or not, they'll, they'll get behind us. It's always a, a raucous occasion when the when the two lots of fans get together. I expect them to be to be going as they did on Saturday with the, with a high intensity, high press game, and uh, look for that early goal. And I think they'll fall apart if they do that. And uh, expect to get a, a few. Uh, you know, whether we're going to do predictions now or at the end. I think it'll be two or three to us. Should we be concerned, do you think, Steve, about the Anthony Gordon factor? I mean, you know, judging, you know, the reaction, of course, is, is what people, I guess, the press will be thinking of, you know, when he was substituted and we saw that little side of him. We know that 
we know he's got that to his game. We saw it when he was playing for Everton. But the press today, you know, are you going to have a one-on-one with him? Are you going to have a chat with him? And, you know, how do you think you'll cope with the crowd because they're going to target him, etc.? And Eddie Howe said, well, you know, he's played in front of the crowd before. He'll have seen players who've left the club come back and seen the reaction. I'm sure he's robust enough, I think, to the word he used, to, to deal with it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess looking at the performance at the weekend... We know that the injuries, uh, the, 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 the two injuries that we do know about, uh, to Fabian Cher, who is going to have a late test, probably imagine Lascelles will come in for him. You've also got um, Bruno, who we finally admitted as, you know, the, 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 the ankle injuries raised its, its, its um, self again. So there's still a, a, a little thought on that. He said he should be fine, though. He did then rather myst- uh, myst- mysteriously uh, mention that there was another two players um, when pushed on whether he was going to name them he said no um but there's another two players who may have little knocks and, and bumps but um but yeah i mean you would imagine gordon's probably going to start on the bench isn't he i would think so and i think he probably won't come on unless it's a you know a, 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 a give him a run out at the end i think in the second half the usual sort of 65 minutes 70 minutes the subs are coming on then and i think that's when we'll see anthony gordon i expect the game to be i, I hope the game will be sorted by then and it's uh it, it's a it's a it's a farewell appearance as far as the, the, the Everton fans are concerned. Um, going back to the Bruno injury, I, I was surprised they didn't take him off. He looked he was getting kicked all the bits at the end of the first half, and I was surprised to see him in the second half. I thought the fact that we're so far ahead, uh, it was a perfect chance to give um, give Elliot Anderson a run out. Um, you know, mm. he, he's owed half a game after they haven't been taken off in the Liverpool match, and that would have been perfect time to introduce him in a game like that. And, and uh, you know, enjoy himself. So I, I was surprised to see Bruno play so long. It was it was it was the second phase of subs changes. I think when he came off, um, I just hope it hasn't aggravated his injury anymore. Because we we are going to need him. You know, there's uh, uh, in the in the games ahead, there is some some tricky games. But I still think we're we're okay. I'm 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 following Stu's look, and I'm looking at every whenever I look at the league table, I see how how many games have everybody else got to get at seventy one. We've only got to win four games out of seven. Other teams, as as you mentioned earlier on, have got to you, you possibly win all their games, and that, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm I'm confident we'll be the Champions League. But there's going to be a game, Arsenal particularly. You know, that's the one that you're going to want to see Bruno um, playing in, with in, the middle. in the middle. Um, so I, I, I would I would have rested him either. You know, he might even rest him tomorrow. I don't know, and give Elliot Anderson a run out. Yeah, I, I don't listen to Sky. I just listen to Stu. He cheers us up every time he comes yeah. on with his head. He puts the he puts the hard he puts the hard work in. You see, with the stats and all that, well, and comes that, up that, with these that, things. That, and I just I get more confident every time I listen to Stu. Well, I didn't know Newcastle existed the last few days on Sky because it's every time I put that on or talk sport, it's all about Tottenham. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And Steve, Steve, that's absolute total contrast to the coverage we've had out here. Both yeah. on B, both on B and Sports and in in the in the regional press. Yes, they're mentioning about problems with Spurs, but they're waxing lyrical about us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. <coughs> uh, Kev, Everton, uh, how are you feeling about it? Looking forward to it? Confident as Steve? I'm always looking forward to the game. Um, again, again, just depends how we start. Um, nullify their crowd. It's going to be raucous as always. It's going to be... Um, I could even go vicious sometimes because what, what they perceived to bring in like an ultras mentality when you see the team coach come in it's like a, it's a fear factor but i think it from a i think anyhow if he sees that or the players see that i would embrace it 
to be honest and say, okay, if you're up for it, we're, we're, we're going to be even more for it and use it as a bigger motivation to go into the game and play on, our, on the front foot and play the way we play. I mean, if the play, regardless if it's six or whatever, how many goals we score, if we play, if we play like we did against Tottenham and control the game and play good football, Everton have got no chance, to be perfectly honest. Um, again, injuries dictate. I mean, I might agree with Steve Wilson there, that about with Bruno, with the, the ankle, ankle strain. It's I've, I've had a spiral uh, fracture of my tibia fibia, and it's not fun. Um, once, once it goes, it goes, and I would... Be reluctant to rest him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Based on that, we had it have a game in close proximity to uh, Everton against Southampton on Sunday, I believe. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very, very interesting of how a Everton go about it. They're going to, go, you know, it's a short dice side, so you know what's going to happen. They're just going to go back to front early, mix it up a little bit, and see what they can get. If we can stop that and play the way we play, then I'd be quite I'd be comfortable, like at probably two or three or something like that. If we get a goal, quiet them down, and then we'll just move on to Southampton. Yeah, son of THC. I have seen all your comments, mate. It's not that kind of show tonight, mate. Uh, Friday night, feel free to put it in there. Maybe in the new show afterwards, and we'll we'll tackle it, mate. But it, we haven't got time for uh, the politics and all of that tonight, mate. But um, yeah, that's the way it goes. I'm afraid. Unfortunately, different shows have different topics. I will lead. Um, Prediction for tomorrow? How do you see it going against Everton? Uh, well, uh, I believe we're going to win. And uh, I'm, I'm just thinking about the next three games. I would like really, I don't want sit-backs. I really want to win next three games. So I believe we will guarantee the uh, Champions League seat so we can be ready for next season. This is all what I'm thinking of. I don't want to be, uh, and I don't like any the, uh, the the last game to define, to, to, uh, define this. So we would like. I would like to really uh, guarantee the spot earlier. Go out in style, Alvalid. That's what I like. Go out in style, Stu. What's your feelings for tomorrow? Well, you've had tweet of the week. You've had troll of the week. So I'm gonna have to send you a picture of my colleague so you can have a look like you as well, because he does look like Roger Milley. <laughs> uh, also, after mentioning my nephew Andy, who you met last night, uh, he was delighted to meet with you. And he watched every show. So, hello, Top, so um, big shout out to him. Lovely to meet you. Um, what else was there? You know, when you asked you asked Steve about the, the way Everton fans are behaving because of the game tomorrow, but you know what? It is a big deal when any high flying mags are coming into town, and it will be going forward as well. You know, so let them. But I do know that the the team decided to travel tomorrow instead of today, so that'll counteract any. Firework displays that they decide to put on, or you know, the skulls are going to come up with. Also, it, uh, I was informed, um, how do I word this, that Anthony Gordon on his social media and via the club has received death threats from supposedly Everton fans, which is a bit much of it. It's sickening, you know, things like, well, yeah, we're going to burn you alive and things like that. It's a game of football, lads, and we're better than you, so just accept it. Uh, and that, that's all I have to do. Uh, and I, again, if we play with the same intensity that we did on Sunday, then there should only be one winner. But I don't think the game is going to be as easy as we'd like it to be. Uh, but if Willick produces a pass that Messi, Beardsley, De Bruyne, none of them in their time produced a pass like what he did on Sunday. Uh, and if he can do that again, uh, Isaac just walked onto it, didn't he? And 
they seem to have an understanding now. With the, there seems to be lots of combinations where earlier in the season we were heavily reliant on the triangle of Bruno and Almiron and Trippier down the right. It seems to be that other combinations are clicking now. So it, it gives the opposing manager a bigger headache on like, how do I stop this this team, which is what we want. Um, I, I, I want us to win uh, on, on paper. We should win. But I still, I still think it's going to be a tougher game than what we think. But if we start well and get the first goal, the crowd will turn toxic, uh, and then we should be able to finish them off. But I can see us drawing tomorrow, sadly. Okay, Mitch. Look, we've got an opportunity to do something again, and that's to take a team in turmoil, a club in turmoil, and stick the knife in. They are a mess. They are financially in peril. Uh, they have two fan groups each claiming to be the voice of the fans, one of whom seems intent on physically intimidating members of the board, and the other one's engaged in writing nasty open letters with the chairman, uh, who's now writing back with equally nasty letters. Um, they will be driven insane by the presence of Anthony Gordon, and I would use that to the max. They got away with it last season because of that dickhead tying himself to the post. We were just getting in charge of the game when that happened. Um, there'll be none of that this year. Although you never know, given what they allow into the ground. Um, so, for me, there's another club who are thrashing with no direction, whose season's sort of stuttering to an end. And the only difference to, between them and Spurs is they do genuinely have something to play for, which is Premiership survival. Um, however, on the face of what we've seen from them this season, they're not very good at that so far this season. So I'd like to see us put them to the sword again. I'd just like to see we'd be just as ruthless from the off. And if we're that good at the dark arts, let's see what dark arts you could conjure up to turn that absolute pit of a stadium into a pit of hate and venom towards themselves. It reminds me of us in the 1980s and we know what happens at the end of that. Your best players disappear and you get relegated and it has all of those those um, factions in it and I would just love us to be the catalyst to drive it home. Just before you go to George, Steve, just... Uh... I didn't finish what I was saying regarding Anthony Gordon. He was asked if he wanted to miss the game. Uh, and he said, absolutely no way. He says, uh, I play for Newcastle and if I'm selected, I'll do my best. And you've got to say credit to the lad because his family's from down there. And it's one of those tactics they do to try and unnerve people. But it's that he's got a old head on his young shoulders and credit to him. So I just thought I'd mention that as well. Yeah, good point. Prediction, Mitch, or have you got the dice? I've got the dice. We'll go on that. And the dice says, ooh, 1-1. One, one. Which, which is what Penman predicted. 1-1. One, one. Okay. George, go for a win or a draw or a defeat? 2-0, Newcastle. Uh, it won't be easy, but it'll be a hard-fought win. Um, Everton's... Uh, I always have a smile when, when we talk about Everton because over the years, when I used to take the lads away, Neil and his mates away and be the chauffeur, some of the most interesting trips were hard work at Everton because he's right that that stadium the bit where they put the away fans is, is a pit it was horrible 
In fact, the last time we were there, um, one of the lads from North Shields mooned uh, the Everton fans from the stand, and unfortunately was seen by a police sergeant on the Dutch on the on the cinder track, and he immediately dispatched a whole load of policemen up to find who, who he was, and we were all swapping seats. You know, to hide the lad, see, he was keep changing seats so they couldn't know where the lad was. And uh, bear in mind, at the time I was chairman of North Tyneside Bench of Magistrates, <laughs> and I happened to know the Liverpool chairman, Jane, uh, Lady Wotherspoon. So I had, I had visitors turning up at uh, Liverpool Magistrates Court on the Monday morning before Jean Wotherspoon and having to explain what I was doing. Uh, but it didn't happen. But uh, but some of our most interesting trips have, have, have been to Everton, but uh, it is a it, 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 Horrible stadium for away fans. So 2-0 for me. 2-0 for you. I'm going to go 2-1 again uh, to Newcastle. Steve Hasty, we didn't get a prediction off you. What was yours? Didn't, no, I, I think it's going to be... I think I think we're going to... I saw the score come up before and that's the one I was going to go for, 3-0. I mean, you know what? You, you look at Everton and with, with Dice, he won two of his first three games and then they've only won one out of the following nine. That tells you the sort of form they're in. That tells you why they're sitting with 28 points. That tells you why they're third bottom. Yeah. And that's why they're a club in crisis. And Newcastle United should exploit that. And I hopefully will exploit that tomorrow. And we'll keep them in third place. <laughs> third bottom, rather. <laughs> OK, that's great. Been a great show. Two o'clock tomorrow I'm on uh, with Supermat and Gibbo. We are live two o'clock tomorrow. Going a slightly earlier because obviously the match is on tomorrow night. And Friday... The Three Amigos is at the usual time at five o'clock. I'm going to play out with Scully Mag. So if you're going to Everton, listen to what he's got to say. He'll tell you where to go and have a drink. Uh, but from me and the lads, good night. God bless. See you all. All the best, John, as well. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Cheers, lads. Good night, lads. Good night. This is the Way Day Guides, and here comes Everton. Okay, Goodison Park, one of the oldest grounds in the Football League, and you can tell. For visiting fans driving in, uh, you've got a couple of parking options. The club do have a car park. It's £15 a vehicle. And for a club that calls themselves the People's Club, kind of fleecing the fans a little bit, I think. Better closest option is in Stanley Park. It'll set you back £10 for the day. And your postcode is Lima40TangoQuebec. Your what three words for the entrance is Blame Atoms Clown. There's quite a lot of space there and it's a popular one on match day. Although it may be a bit tricky to get out of. If congestion is a big thing for you, Walton Sports Centre, charge £7. It's a little bit further out. It's probably about a 15-minute walk to the ground. There's not as many spaces there, but you're straight out onto a main road and it's five minutes onto the motorway your postcode for that one is lima 49 x-ray papa and your what three words is events debate these there's also some street parking available but be very careful there is a residence only scheme in place check all signage around when you park up you don't want to be getting a ticket but it's very sporadic and failing that if you're coming in on train liverpool lime street serves most of the country there's also liverpool central station you may come into either one of the two they're great for the city center the closest station to the ground is actually kirkdale but that's going to leave you probably another half an hour walk to get to the stadium anyway it's three stop out of Liverpool Central on the Northern Line if you do fancy doing that but once you arrive you're going to want to be finding a pub you've got some good options dotted around the stadium to the southwest you've got the Weatherspoons, which is the Thomas Frost that's on Walton Road 177 to 187 your postcode is Lima 4 for Alpha Juliet and again good value beer good range of products food if you want it you know what you get it's a spoons pub what three words for that one is Powder Forest Month a well-loved popular one closer to the ground but on the opposite corner to the away end is the Spello which famously welcomes away fans it's probably the nearest pub to the ground that you're going to be 
able to get into. That's on 79 Goodison Road, postcode Lima 44 Echo November, and your what three words is crowd in a get. Then to the east, just near the noisy neighbours, you've got the Arkles pub near Anfield, which every travelling fan should visit at least once in their lifetime. However, you will find it is very, very busy because of that, and very crowded, very cramped. You'll take ages getting served, but don't be put off. If you haven't been before, go. It's great atmosphere, the landlord's fantastic, and they're set up really well, and it's mixed. You get both sets of fans in there, and everyone gets on. That's in 77 Anfield Road, postcode Lima 40 Tango Juliet, and your what three words is indeed Mirror Admire. And finally, to the north of the ground, known as the Taxi Club locally, its official title is Liverpool Taxi Cab Drivers Sports and Social Club, but no one's going to stick that on a sign. Far too many letters. That's 2 Walton Hall Avenue, Lima 46 Uniform Foxtrot. What three words is Charm Funny Loud. It's a working men's club set up. They will charge you a pound to get in, but you're going to save that on your first round. Good value beer, serve quickly in amongst a nice atmosphere. Then once you're done with the drinking, head into the ground. You'll be based in a southeast corner or the south end of the Bullens Road stand. You'll be looking for turnstiles 53 to 60 with a what three words of chimp driver behave. And aside from all the usual YouTube stuff, if you like this, tell your friends. Cheers.